Chat of the Wild is a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find out more information, as well as other great shows, go to greenlitpodcast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chat of the Wild, season Wind Waker. So we we uh, we have emerged uh, with the Master Sword, the the the, the Blade of Evil's Bane, uh, from the depths, and we are ready to go kill Ganon. Uh, did we? Hmm, did they say Master Sword? I guess I maybe so. they did. They I don't know if they did. Hmm. It's the Blade of Evil's Bane. Yeah. We I, know I, what sword it is. We know. We know. I mean, they've taken everything I, else. I I, I can't remember. I feel like they called it that. I, well, I, again, I'd be skipping not just ahead in this episode, but in many episodes that I don't think it is the Master Sword yet. Well, it definitely is not. That's that's what I'm saying. And I don't but I don't, know if they, I don't think they've even given the name of that. Okay, okay. Yeah, I actually, uh, I have the Nintendo Power Guide, and this one's actually called Yojimbo's Blade. Little known fact. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <just> okay. <laughs> not at all. A little translation issue. Uh, Bill Trennan dropping the ball. So, yeah, um, we're going to head basically to Forsaken Fortress. Um, Maybe you did. <laughs> there, I mean, I didn't head right there, but okay. there are a few things we can do here. Um we have the opportunity to tame uh, the cyclone. Mm-hmm. There's a trading Which I sequence did immediately. Okay, you took care of that. All right, um, hold on. Uh, you can tackle a trading sequence once you have that power. It's you can do it already, but it's a lot easier with the with the power that gives you, and also a quest with Korox, which is a lot easier once you tame the cyclone. Um, we will discuss that stuff next episode. That's going to be our big exploring episode. There's really not much. Uh, about it I want to get into here. Also, I don't ever do the trading sequence or the Korok stuff, so if you want to talk about it, yes, please talk about it, but uh, we'll do that next episode. So, right. um, I did a little meandering, like I said, on my way to Forsaken Fortress. Uh, I trust you guys did too. Did you find anything cool? I did uh, a full uh, swirl of the entire map. Okay. Uh, now that I have a new item, I needed to see what I could do, so I went to literally every single island. Okay. Um, and also, just uh, that's been my pattern to collect every treasure that I get. Um, have so. you been you've been picking up uh, treasure charts and stuff? Oh yeah, baby. Okay. All right. I have like like eight for some reason. I'm I'm very upset about that. And I've been doing a lot of uh, exploring too. Yeah, I I don't know how many treasure charts I've. I actually have at this point. I've only like gone after one. Uh, nice in my hunted inventory. it down. <laughs> yeah, I mostly like when I'm on the ocean. I'm just sailing around, shooting things with boomerangs. So it's fun taking out platforms with cannons and getting treasure chests to appear on there. We, maybe we should explain the the treasure charts themselves. Uh, each square on the map has one treasure chart that is a uh, paired with it, and when you open it up in your C chart. It has like a little zoomed in picture of where it is. It's usually really close to an island in a a square on the grid. And you have to compare it with the actual C chart and try and find where it is. Yeah. And I don't know. So in the HD version, and I can't remember what it does with the original, uh, you know, if I bring up the map, it'll show 
all the like squares that I filled in, but also show red circles for every treasure chest that I've already pulled up. It'll like, like circle it. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's like in the corner of the map. No, no, no. Wherever it was, there's a little red circle there saying that it's been taken care of. Okay. And so my map looks like a P cross board with chicken pox. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, uh, I, f- I think that's in there. Uh, it, it, there's like a little circle on our maps too. I, I think that's from the original as well. Okay. Uh, I found a, a, a crescent Island up in the North. That's like, uh, got their, their jars on top of barrels. Mm-hmm. But if you get too close, they drop down. Uh, mm-hmm. does, does anyone know what I'm supposed to do there? Shoot arrows at them from a distance. Okay, so just do that. Yep. Okay, that's it. Alrighty. Any uh, other think... questions? <laughs> <laughs> uh, from do you the know guy the... who's been exploring everything. So, so th- there's one like that's one island I couldn't remember. I remember most of these islands and what I'm supposed to do when I see them. Uh, I don't remember that one. I also forget what we have to do. It's right next to the salvagers uh, that we passed on our way to Dragon Roost. Okay, there's multiple. There are, salvagers are in a number, but of the ones locations. that we passed on our way to Dragon Roost. Okay, I don't. What 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 island? They have an it? island that has this like glowing dinosaur egg on it. I can't remember exactly. We should talk to the fish man again see if he has any more insight on that because yeah. I feel like oh. I did so. The other thing in the HD one is that if I've gotten the information from Fishman, I can basically, if I'm on that square, I can tap his icon on the thing and it'll just tell me what he told me before. Well, that's nifty. Oh, wow. So I don't have to feed him again to get more clues. That's cool. I wish I had that. Definitely convenient. Also, he wants me to shoot him with arrows now. Yeah, I forgot about this guy. Every time I play this game, I forget about him. <laughs> we'll, we'll get We'll get there. Uh... <laughs> Saving that for the exploration one? No, no, no. I mean, I did it this episode because it pertains to somewhere where we go. Or does does it happen anywhere, or is it one particular fishman? I don't know if it's just at this point now. I thought it was just this fishman. Yeah, okay, we'll get there. They're all the same. It's, it's the same guy. Yeah, but... Right, we'll get there. Um, I, got, I did get a full bomb bag. It's cool. Happy about that. It's nice seeing that 9-9. Yeah. Um... I hit a couple submarines up. They both had treasure charts. I was very, very disappointed. I mean, treasure charts, good, but I was like hoping for something a little more juicy than that. And uh, I used the Tingle map to find the other uh, rupee upgrade. Because mm-hmm. that's, I, I kind of went along the north, the north, the, the, the top row of squares because yeah. we have to head that way. So, uh, did you guys run into the tiny gauntlet in a cave where there's like three bears of bad guys that come up to you? No. Nope. Uh, they like walk out of, there's like skeleton mouths and, and like uh, two easy ones walk out and the two harder ones walk out and then two yeah, ones walk out. Yeah, I did that one. Was that in the bri- was that in the, the like prison looking thing? It's um... There's an island where there's, there's a bunch of birds sitting on top of the little uh, crystals, keys... No, it is not that one. Okay. That's a different uh, gauntlet I think we have to go through eventually. This one, I think all we had to do was uh, pick up... There were three different huge rocks. We had to blow them up. And under one of them was a hole to the uh, to this little... Not a gauntlet. I mean, it was kind of a gauntlet. It was six bad guys, two at a time. But, you know. Uh, if you blow up a different rock, a bunch of... 
terrifying dudes pop out. Miniblins? We are going to talk about the Miniblins. But let's get to... So much. Let us get to our uh, our destination first. Uh, I, Forsaken Fortress, top corner. It's the first time we had to sail there ourselves. Last time we were brought there. Uh, and yeah, so this fish man, I gave him some bait because I didn't really feel like coming up to the top corner of this map anymore unless I have to. So I was like, might as well feed him now. And he asked me, "Is this this is this where you were, Jeremy, when you got the the fishman challenge?" No. Okay, so it's just a random one, or maybe it's like. I think it's at this point. If you do that, he'll start asking you that because he's just asking me about it every time. Because we got a bow now. Yes. Oh, okay. So he's asking you every time. So fishman's having back problems, uh, back troubles, if you will, and notices that we have a bow, and is like, "Dude, dude, help me, help, help me out! Come on." Uh, he wants us to shoot his back into uh, health. He wants us to shoot his back straight. Acupuncture. Yeah, acupuncture. Right, of course. Yeah, there you go. This is just all seems so foreign to BC right now. Well, because I... So after we got out of the tower, I went and talked to the fish man like right outside the tower. And I don't remember him saying that. And then I, I didn't go to the fish man at the Forsaken Fortress because they were shooting at me and i was like i just don't want to deal with it you'll right probably now. get prompted the next time you use them to get a map piece because like fill in your map because i i hit a few on my way up to forsaken fortress and so then the one at forsaken fortress was the first one to ask me so i thought maybe that was a just the one that wants you to do that no i think it just opens up an ongoing mini game you can get up to 200 rupees if you hit them just right every time yeah uh, yeah, 200, and then it's 10 per hit. If you go 10 for 10, you get 200. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, Forsaken Fortress, last time we were here, uh, it was a little tense. We had to sneak around. We didn't have our sword. Uh, we had to steal weapons from bad guys to if we even wanted to take them out. Uh, I mean, this time, we're all geared up. Like, like it's it's amazing. We get to just walk through and kill everything. Well, we show up shooting bombs at their door. I mean, it, yeah, it changes the like, en- knock knock. It changes the entire feel of the place. Like, like we kick the damn door down, we kill a giant ghost, and then just go on a rampage. It's it's a totally like different feel to the entire place. It's great. I say it was so stressful for me because like I don't know if the I don't know what the name of them are, but like the, the enemies that just perpetually show up the entire time you're there. Yes, like. So the uh, the mini blends, uh, you so you may have. It's entirely likely that you've run into these before. Like, uh, there's a oh, couple I've seen spots. Them before. Okay, um, but yeah, this is like where I always uh, associate them with is is returning to Forsaken Fortress and being an onslaught of mini blends. Uh, so they were they were there the first time we came to the to the fortress as well. Yeah. Just not in these quantities. There weren't as many. No. no, or maybe when you're running up around the the, the top floor or something like that, they, they jump out at you. Or the mini blends give me the Ghiblies more than like any other enemy in this game. Uh, they creep me right the hell out, and I love them. <laughs> they are like my favorite, one of my favorite Zelda enemies. They're just creepy little imps, and they always yeah. appear right behind you, or they appear off camera when you're not looking. I, I don't I know. dread the noise whenever I hear them. Like you can, like you can hear them 
the the uh, the little spiny guys that we fought in in the Forbidden Woods reminded me that oh that's a like you can hear mini blends before you hear the music, and so like you always know they're coming because you hear that they sound like the the aliens from Mars Attacks or something. Like the sound is terrible, not as bad as the birds, but the sound's <laughs> yeah. pretty bad, and like. My theory is that they just couldn't get their pathfinding right, so they were like, "Forget it. They can climb on walls." Because yeah. like, if you like, you hear them coming, and then you like turn, and it's like, "Well, they should come up the stairs," but they're just popping over like the sides of walls because they could just walk wherever. They just appear. So like, yeah. Uh, I I uh, in, in one of the submarines I hit earlier before getting here uh, was a room filled with mini blends. It was just you had to survive. It was like a horde mode. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I finished, I was about to climb up the ladder, but four of them had glitched out, and they were crawling all over the walls like spiders. And it was the creepiest thing. I've got video of it, but it was super creepy. And I was like, I'm just going to climb this ladder, because they didn't seem to see me. They were just kind of glitching out. So I was like, ah, just hopefully you don't... Me walking past you doesn't snap you out of it. There's one submarine that you have to deal with them while taking out uh, two whiz robes at once. Oh, cool. That's going to so be fun. So they get in your way of your arrows, and then if they hit you, it takes you out of the aim mode, too. Yes. And they mess up with your lock on, too, because they surround you, so you can't just like lock on easily to a whiz robe. It was a challenge. Yeah, you see, do, do a spin attack and then like shoot an arrow as fast as you can. And yep. Spin attack. And, and uh, I was watching a speedrunner. He just spins the camera around, so they all spawn, and then he does a spin attack and. And then it, it takes them a while to, to get back to them. So that's their thing. They spawn when you're not looking. Yeah. Like wherever you're yeah. They'll looking. spawn off camera. So I tried something I've never tried before playing through this section. Uh, use my Korok leaf a lot. To Are we not going to talk about who we dealt with? As soon oh, as yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I forgot. I, I mentioned it that we killed a giant ghost. Uh, yeah. As soon as you walk into the main area. Uh, a f- the doors lock on you, and a phantom Ganon appears. See, I knew you were going to say the Ganon thing, but there's nothing about this that looks like Ganon. And I know, no. like, that's what they call him too. Yeah, they do. But this is just a phantom. It's a big. It looks it's a more big like a, a dark nut. Thing. Yes, it yeah. does. Ganon. Yeah. Uh, but they refer to it as as that because they're, you know, doing the the prequel Star Wars thing where they're like, well, that was in that's something I can reference. Well, why don't I reference that from that thing? So yeah, they're they're t- they're taking a lot of of ideas from Ocarina and, and sprinkling them around this game, including calling it a Phantom Ganon. Uh, they don't have to; it it acts just like Phantom Ganon, but don't necessarily have to call it that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's the second half of the Phantom Ganon fight in the Forest Temple on Ocarina. Uh, not the picture frame part, but the the tennis part. The tennis part, yes. Or uh, this also happens in a Link to the Past. Hmm. Or is it is it Aghanim that does it to us, or does yep. Ganon do it to us? No, it's Aghanim. Okay. So, did you guys have problems with him, like floating over like one of the ledges? And so, like when you hit him, no, he, like, oh. landed on a ledge. No, I I would target him and then start backing up toward the wall, so he didn't get too far away from me. He knocked me out, and I fell back into the water. Ah, and I just swam back, happened. and then 
uh, King of Red Lions was just like, you have the sword, go back in there. I'm like, dude, there's this giant <laughs> ghost up there trying to kill me. <laughs> he would not you stop yelling at me. You didn't tell me about this. The whole episode on my way here, he was like, come on, we gotta go. And I'm like, but I'm I'm looking for stuff, man. I was like, I'm trying I to mean, save he... your sister. I'm trying to save my sister. He's like, and you're gonna kill this guy while you're doing it. I'm like, no, why? I never said that. <laughs> I never agreed to that. I never said yes. Goodness. I mean, this- this, what this dude is doing is bad, but I, I don't want to kill him. I don't even know him. <laughs> I'm 10 years old. I won't go home. <laughs> I live like really far away from him. He probably won't be able to get there. I miss Grandma. Gam Gam's sad. Oh, I forgot to go make Gam Gam feel better. Oh, oh well. Oh, yeah, I still didn't do that either. Yeah. I'm still holding on to the uh, the soup. Still got Grandma's soup in the bottle. Yeah, I would like to have some soup, but I haven't needed it yet, so uh, probably at this point I never will. If I was playing hero mode, I could probably use some soup. Uh, yeah, so so a little bit of tennis back and forth. Uh, stun him. He drops to the ground. Hopefully not in uh, in the water, like BC was saying. And then, uh, yeah. Or on a ledge. Or on a ledge, yeah. And then, I just uh, couldn't reach. Then we just stab him a few times. Rinse, repeat. That is the end of this Phantom Ganon. There will be more. Spoilers. Uh, and he drops a chest for us. And what's in that chest? Just a big old hammer. It's just weird that as soon as we get into this area, we go to the quote-unquote mid-boss, and then they give us a new special item. Like mm-hmm. it, it is, It feels... Yeah, when when you, when I think back of them saying like this game was technically like rushed in the end, where I'm like some of this stuff definitely seems like it would have been more fleshed out than it actually is. Yeah, but there would have to be not necessarily bad. I mean, but, but it feels weird having played through all these Zelda games and then seeing this sort of flow. And it's very much like, okay, we don't have time to do anything truly different for this dungeon. We have to use it again. Mm-hmm. Let's add in this mechanic so at least like there's something kind of different. Like the the little spiked walls that you hit with the hammer are just like an easy way to add some variation. Which like yeah. realistically it could have been like, oh, there's like a whole section to the fortress that you didn't see the first time. Yeah, there was and a door that was locked the whole time and it's unlocked now or something. Or there's a really cool spot that we've created underneath the ocean. Why not throw a little something in there? But Exactly. You know. Yeah. As, as now, now that Jeremy said that last week, it's got me thinking. So it's, uh, And again, this game it doesn't necessarily over it doesn't hurt the game overall, but the knowing that it was rushed definitely colors my my view of this game. Our, our lunchbox needs something to put inside. Hurry. Um yeah, I mean it, it's we we do get a we do get a boss, so this is sort of a mid-boss, but Forsaken Fortress was never really a dungeon to begin with, so it's more of like a puzzle and, and before it was a stealth puzzle now it's a gauntlet puzzle but it's not really a puzzle i don't know i did i i guess for me one of the things that happened was i did look on my map and there was one treasure chest that i missed and when i got a, by the time i got all the way over there i literally was down to half a heart oh. and it was a heart piece so it refilled oh. all my hearts well and i was like oh cool i mean I remember this yeah that works uh yeah i didn't really do much hunting down in here. I just, I just did what was what needed to be done because I knew. 
Um, I knocked out all the spotlights again. Yes, I did that, and and that's what I was saying before. And they come back. I think. Do they? Oh, they come no, back at the, the end. Don't come back. Well, because I I ended up going in circles a bunch because like I like went the wrong direction like one time and like looped like around the right the top the, section or the the bottom the top section. section. Okay. And so, like, I think that was why well, it was stressful for me because like I kept coming out and it's like there's still more mini blends. Anytime you don't and like having to use the uh the leaf to like float from platform to platform yeah we have that now so we don't have to do any awkward swinging and if you drop it's like 80 mini blends are like on you immediately and then the rats have bombs now like there's laser goblins or moblins on the wall (laughs) it's just a a sword yeah yeah hey and and a hammer it's even everything's even I will say it's awesome when you swing the hammer sideways and like how enemies just like you hit the mini mini blends and they just like fly across the room. <laughs> just like tiny link. He's like, ah, the, the, the hitbox on the sword or on this hammer is crazy. Like you can hit things backwards almost or yeah, you can. Yeah. If you slam in front of you, it stuns enemies behind you sometimes. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So. It's, it's a, it's a weird hitbox. I've, I've seen uh speedrunners abuse the crap out of it before so um yeah i so like i said i tried something i never had before which is uh well not this part you you use the hammer to get up to that that stairs access that's in the main area which will lead you to right to one of the the spotlights and then i use my korok leaf to get to all three of the other ones yeah and including and then getting to the door that the only time i went inside on this was the door that we need to get to the upper section. I tried sniping him with my arrows. And oh, yeah. I just felt like I couldn't get a good angle. Because even when I was like, I can see the guy from here, it kept making the sound like I was hitting a wall. Yeah. So I think there was just sort of like a weird invisible block thing around the side that I was at that I just couldn't get to him from there. Okay. Um, I didn't think about that. Yeah. But like I said, it didn't work, so... The way you did was probably the best. Yeah, just just hopped from place to place. Yeah. All right, this is probably a good spot to take a break. So we'll be back in just a little bit. This is Super Nintendo. You know I don't like Dr. Mario. I think he's a fraud back alley doctor. Um, I'm very happy to be here. With the help of a doula, you can do anything in the tub. You're looking at the Nintendo knitting machine. Do you feel that I abused you by making you play Night Trap? <laughs> I challenge you guys to a dance-off at McDonald's tomorrow's. What have I done, Sweet Jesus? What have I done? <laughs> Super Nintendo's entertainment podcast. Every week right here on Greenland. Hunter Hunter, Yu Yu Hakusho, Literary Analysis, Comparative Localization, Jojo References. The works of Yoshihiro Togashi hold a specific kind of magic, and the people who seek to examine their roots and spiritual descendants are known as The Spirit Hunters, available on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Uh, mm-hmm. it, in the room that that leads to it, uh, it's like a little ship dock. Uh, if you look down on the wall, there are like sort of new employee diagrams for how to operate the spotlight. It's like orientation <laughs> or something. 
I did not see those. Yeah, they've got like uh, one of them is how you operate the spotlight, and then the other one is is like here's what happens when you leave the spotlight and stuff. I don't know. It just made me think of you know getting a new job at at like some warehouse, and they're like, "All right, let's let's do your your orientation training and crap." Now we will move to this section. Yeah, we got all the spotlights out. Just kind of, there's no moblin up here. We have to hide from. We can just basically run to the spot where we sidle and then sidle on up to the the jail room. Did you guys sidle or fly across? Oh, I didn't think about flying across. Well, when when you mentioned before about using the cork seed to like or the cork leaf to like float from a platform, I was just immediately thinking like, oh, I bet I could have done that, and I never did. Yeah. Okay. I I tried to see if there was a way to float to this part. But uh, I don't think I could have gotten away with it. I don't. I think it might have been a little too tall. I sidled the first one because it's like the two gaps. I sidled the first gap and I used the leaf for the second gap because they started shooting cannons at me. And I was like, if I fall and have to redo this, I'm gonna have an emotional <laughs> breakdown. Uh, so I'm just gonna oh, no. just gonna fly across. Yeah, because we don't have the uh, the boxes anymore to uh, to cancel out the. Or for the little shortcuts like we had in the first yeah. time through. Those boxes are gone now. Uh, messing up the second... There's nothing worse than messing up the second fortress and having to start back down at the bunk beds again. Inside the jail room, we find our sister and Myla and whoever the girl who doesn't matter's name is because her name isn't Myla. Can, can I make one comment before we do this part? Yeah, yeah, go. Right before we go into the room, you have to hit a switch with a hammer. And that was like where the... You got your sword back in the initial run. Mm-hmm. Like it was like right before you finished the fortress, and I was super disappointed that there was no even like mini boss or kind of mini gauntlet there. I yeah. feel like that would have been a. I guess there's like a a boss fight coming up, but it would have been cool to rehash that little moment of getting to like where you're to like to rescue your. Sister. I, I was definitely expecting it. I was like, I, there's there's something here, right? Because here's the floor where the the nails come up and block us in, and you have to walk over it again. And and I was waiting for it to pop up again. And I was like, oh, no, no, just the hammer. Yeah, Sam, I was hazy about it. I wasn't 100% sure because it, it felt like it should have, but it didn't. So we, we see our sister, and, of course, her seagulls are nearby just hanging out with her because they love our sister. Um, we, we try to, to pop open the door, but, of course, it's locked because it's a, it's a jail cell. Uh, but uh, Tetra appears behind us with two of her her biggest pirates. Uh, one of them's named Gonzo. We find out, which we already know their names, I think, but I don't remember any of their names except for Nico. Yeah, Tetra appears to berate us for being rash because that's our character. She's not wrong. No, no, she's not. Uh, turns out they distracted the bird for us because that giant bird is nowhere to be found. We're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He was here last time. In fact, he threw me to die last time. So, so yeah, she's like, "We don't have much time, dude. Let's uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna get out of here before that bird shows up. So you better go on up." And she kind of points to the roof, like, "Better get on up there and take care of this before that bird shows up." Which I think is a cool moment because, like, it looks like the room before a boss battle because, like, you look up and there's just huge winding stairwell. Yeah, and so you think, "You okay? Well, I got to go back up this this uh, to the top to fight the boss." But no! Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Uh, Tetra says to us, uh, Listen, Ariel, your brother has some things to take care of. Big, important, grown-up things. Yeah, it's like, I'm 
12. I'm about to murder somebody. It's like your 12 year old brother has to go like be an assassin. Because, like, <laughs> and, and I think I was uh, interpreting as that as, hey, we have to do, we're grown ups, so we have to do grown up things. No, no, we're just trusting this 10 year old to go murder someone. But he went, he, he had his, his, his island bar mitzvah or whatever they call it. He's a man now. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, he put, he put the outfit on. Um, I don't think they didn't go through the rest of the ritual. I think you just got to wear the green clothes for a day. It's been more than a day. So he, he might as well be a 50 year old man. Now <laughs> you put on your green dress and you commit your first murder and that's just how it works. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, Tetra says that spoken like a true child soldier. Um, so yeah, we, we wave goodbye to our sister with this very weird half drunk face. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're uh, they're trying to drown us out. All of a sudden, the water starts filling up in this room, uh, and the bird drops in on us, and we have to run up the spiral ramp before we drown. This whole this this starting of the section is just weird because they they leave and then the door does the like barricade thing down on it to lock it then. It's just start the water like starts coming up and then the bird shows up like it's it's a weird it has pacing issues. Yeah, well, like who 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 started this? Like we, it would make sense if the bird suddenly showed up above us, but like the bird can't do all that. Hey, he's a good bird. Does the bird have some remote in his feathers? Probably. You know about that bird uses all this that he activates all these things. He has a tingle tuner advanced. All right, or tingle the tingle tuner SP. That that satisfies any issues I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's a good bird. So yeah, he uh, he definitely does not make it easy on us trying to get out of here. Um, he starts uh, like trying to spear us into the wall, uh, knocking out platforms. There are bokoblins. Uh, jumping out of pots or something. <laughs> They're so dumb. They're just like, this is my hiding spot. Here it comes. But then, because my whole run was flawless up here. So I'm just I'm just seeing these these goblins come out and just be like, oh, I'm going to get them this time. And then they jump over they jump over me and then the bird breaks the platform behind them and they just drown. And this happens like <laughs> yeah. four times in a row. And I'm like, these guys are idiots. <laughs> and it's not like you could fight them if you wanted to. No. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> You just got to, like, you just ignore them. Yeah, yeah, like Jeremy, like, I also just just ran right past them. Uh, I think I've fallen down before, but I did not hear. I was not looking forward to doing that. Um, it does help you out. There are, once the, the, the platform is knocked out, there are little grapple points. If you do fall down, uh, that will help you swing across. And then I presume the bird gets back up and starts trying to hurt you again. Run on up to the top, um, and the bird is blocking our way. And so, much like in, you know, we are treated to a good old-fashioned Link to the Past boss fight mechanic, just hammer his face. I just negotiated with him. Oh, yeah? Oh, oh. Uh, what's your charisma at right now? Oh, it's at 86? <sighs> Wow. That's a lot of charisma. Is that like 86 plus your D20? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be like, you get anyone to tell you anything. <laughs> 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 so, 
No, what we have to do is take out our hammer, smash him in the face. Um, he kind of sneezes and falls into the water and climb up on top. And yay, that's the end of uh, the bird. Or is it? Psych. The door starts to close, and just before we can get it all the way closed, he, you know, much like the Millennium Falcon, he shoots out. And then much like the Millennium Falcon, he screeches at us and... Wait, no, that's a different thing. Uh, yeah, so he... Uh, so the boss fight here, I managed to get mostly, like, almost perfect RNG on this. Uh, he, he basically landed in front of me, almost, like, all except for, like, two times. So... I was happy about that. I didn't. I didn't make good use of it. I. I don't think I didn't hurt him. It, it took about six cycles or something, or five or six cycles for me to take him out. Is this yeah, the? This is, is he the Helmerock King? This is the Helmerock King. Yeah. Uh, I don't have his name because I think BC. Are you getting names of of bad guys? No, 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 no. I only know it because he's in Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, I, I only know it because <laughs> I love the I love the Helmerock King. I I've been fighting saying his name this entire game. This is the mo- I felt the most guilt in this one because he is a beautiful bird. He is a wonderful and until he takes that mask like, off. Whatever. He looks like a and rooster. He looks really silly without the mask. Yeah, he yeah, does not look but cool. Sti- but still, he's got he's got beautiful plumage, and unlike the other things, the, he's not a monster. He's- We've been fighting monsters up to this point. I'd, I'd like to think this bird is evil. He's smart enough and evil enough to put on armor. He's smart enough and evil enough to catch these hands. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and and he's Ganon smart enough. Put that on him. He's smart enough to use a a tingle tuner SP. So I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's made his choices. Where's Helmerock King's prequel story? I'm into that. <laughs> he's the next. Uh, he's the next grid over. Well, we can't see him because he's to the left. We could have gone that way if more people played the tingle games on DS. Mm-hmm. And we we would have eventually got to him of getting his own game. Yeah, it's too bad. Tingle's the worst. Not taking the bait on that one. Okay. So yeah, so the bird's uh, uh, main attack cycles is he will do this like fly through and scrape his claws on the ground and try and take us out. Uh, he does a thing where he'll he'll bat his wings at us and push us back because that has. Spikes around the wall. Mm-hmm. And was there anything else aside from the attack that we have to bait him into? Uh, well, if you if you have a wall against your back and he flies towards you, he'll smash into the wall. Oh, really? It's hilarious. It's just like a stun. It doesn't. You can't take advantage of it, as far as I know. <laughs> I don't remember that. Okay. It's pretty funny, and I did get him once to like clip on the side of a thing, so it almost looked like he hit nothing on like the corner. I think it was like Ganon's little um, crow's nest looking area. It's funny that he doesn't have the the crow's nest. Hmm. Um, And it just was like flying towards me, and then did the like Looney Tunes smashed against the wall like pose for a second, and it was just it it was funny. But again, I don't think you can do anything with that Mm. like in the fight. Okay. Yeah, the main thing you want to do is to to land on the ground and kind of walk towards you. And if you're close enough, and then you know, then run away or do a backflip or whatever. He will peck into the ground, get stuck, and then uh, you hit him with uh, your hammer, and that uh, will start to crack his mask. Enough of cracking the mask, and then his face is out, 
and it's very disappointing. It's a disappointing face. It's like you think this bird's cool, and then all of a sudden it's just rock a doodle, and you're like, oh, that's lame. He's got like this like big goofy comb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. So yeah, whatever, guys. I like it. <laughs> I know. I'm, no. not, I'm not like a bird guy over here or anything like that, but. You're not a bird person or anything. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I love the Helmerot King. I just don't think he's uh He doesn't look that cool without his mask on. And I don't have any sympathy for him either. All right. Uh, but yeah, we we uh, fell the Helmerot King. Uh, farewell, sweet prince king. Again, he flies up and then everyone puts a spotlight on him because of how amazing he is. And, and he just explodes. Yeah. <laughs> What what the heck? I, I mean, yeah, I, I forgot exactly how he died. All of a sudden, yeah. Also, the uh, the goblins have restaffed the spotlights, so those are back now. No, he was doing that with this tingle tuner. Oh, he turned them on. Oh, he's like, yeah, my but... death will be glorious. Yes. Uh a true artist. Then everyone loves a good death scene. So yeah, with the big bird vanquished, uh, we move on to Ganon. Yeah, uh, Ganon kind of has this creepy is like the outside has this like creepy Polynesian vibe to it. I guess the whole map has sort of a Polynesian area because they're just a bunch of little islands spread out across a, a vast ocean. So you know, at least a real world equivalent sort of thing. But yeah, he's got like uh he's got two shields too on on the side of his door that uh, have the the Eye of Truth Shakaya symbol on it. For some reason, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why he's repping that uh, that race or anything like that, but he is. So whatever. So yeah, we we uh, move on inside. I think now he tells us. Well, we we already knew that this was Ganondorf, but uh, he spins around. And he's like like he's talking to an old nemesis, and we're just like we're we're a kid, man. I don't really know who you are. I didn't even really agree to do this, but. Uh, I guess if you've got beef with me, okay. Yeah, he explains that the Master Sword was was more than just a sword. It was actually the the, the seal that was keeping him and his his magic uh, sealed away, his evilness. And because we have removed the sword, uh, presumably he was just kind of a shadow of his of himself when we saw him last. Now he has all of his his power back. Yep. He's live, live, all the way live. See, this is where it would have been a more interesting thing to see pre-powerful Ganon. Mm -hmm. And then see him now. Other than just a smirk. Yeah. Like he says, like, oh, you've unleashed my full power. But we really don't see anything different, even like all the way to the end from him. Like, again, I love this Ganondorf's design. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I think he I think he looks cool. I think he looks intimidating, but we don't get those like that anime style. Let me show you my true power, sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's almost like the the first time you see him in Ocarina, where he's just like, here, here's a little taste. Bah! Mm-hmm. I don't even need to use this. I don't even need to use my full power on you. Yeah, you're just a kid. Um, he's got a pretty sweet sword. I like his sword. We mm-hmm. we only we, we he we see him with just one sword right now and and it's a cool it's a, looking sword. It's huge, but he's also huge. So yeah, he's a, he's a big guy. Um, to a ten year old, he's huge. Yes, 
Right. Everyone's everyone's huge to a ten year old. Yeah. Fair. Uh, yeah, we attack him, but to no avail. Uh, as he says, our blade does not sparkle with the power to repel evil. <laughs> it doesn't sparkle. So we need a sparkly you sword. You have not collected enough glitter. However, my you sword... You ordered that sword of evil's bane off of wish.com. <laughs> <laughs> However, my sword is sweet. I got it at a flea market. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, he moves to strike us down, but then uh, Tetra appears and sort of distracts him. He just... She like jumps on his back and was like karate. She's like quack quack. Then uh then she lands next to us and she uh farted and told me to get up. And so Ganondorf moves on uh Tetra first. Uh like picks her up by the neck, just like strangling her, basically. And then I guess he moves his other hand in to double strangle her for some reason. He he starts to move his other hand in. Wasn't really clear what he was gonna. Maybe he was gonna punch her. That was that was going to be his power. He was gonna show off his power. Oh but yeah, he didn't <laughs> let me show you my yeah. He was gonna like you know unleash some chi on her or something like that. Yeah, just do some kind of blast. And uh, but but as he does that, uh, the triforce of power in his hand begins to glow, which uh, is is uh, good news to him. He's happy about this. Uh, he, he finds it very hilarious. He starts laughing. Uh, Tetra has absolutely no idea what he's talking about, but uh, but he is not listening to her. And um, he calls her... Does he call her that mm-hmm. name? He calls her Princess mm-hmm. Zelda. Mm-hmm. Which she's just like, nah, bruh. I'm just, you know... I'm just a child soldier working for a warlord or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just uh, got here. <laughs> so, a uh, little throwback story. Um, even before this game came out, this scene was spoiled for me. Oh, that's a shame. That's what happens when you spend a lot of time on Zelda-related forums. So, so you had... I had Sheik spoiled for me, but I did not have this spoiled for me. So, we kind of flipped on that one, I guess. Mm. So, I mean, it's a shame, but uh, I my, I crapped my pants. I was totally surprised by this This revelation. I wanted to. I wanted to be surprised by it, but... It was taken from me by the internet. It doesn't change the fact that Tetra is amazing. So. <laughs> yep. The internet has taken a lot from us, Jeremy. And continues to do so to this day. So yeah, before uh, Ganon can capitalize on this new development, uh, something flies by and snatches her from his grasp. Uh, which, I mean, he must have had a good hold on her. I, I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, same thing happens to us. We just, you know, a, a blur goes by, picks us up. Ganondorf spins around to look and see two Rito flying away with his captors. And then Valu rises into view. I love this so much. Oh my goodness, it's so great. This scene is so good. I mean, Ganondorf knows what's up. Like, he, he even has, like, he's got, like, a little grin on his face, too. And he just watches as uh, Valu engulfs him, his entire house, in flames. I love this moment. This is the reason why I love Valu so much. So yeah, so uh, Valu bl- burns him down, uh, does a little like loop around to maybe to get some gravitational pull off of the tower or something, but flies around in a circle. Just to look cool. Yeah, just to look cool. He'll do it again here in a second. Uh, but uh, and and we head for the Tower of the Gods because uh, Coral's plan at this point is to now that 
Ganondorf knows or thinks he knows he wants to separate uh, us from Tetra and keep Tetra safe. So he and Valu hatch a plan to bring Tetra down to the bottom of the ocean and maybe leave her down there for a while. Because, I mean, it's totally safe down there, right? All the, all that's down there is a castle, so. I mean, it's under the sea. Yeah, right. And and Ganondorf is above the sea, and he will always yeah. be above the sea, right? Yeah, so, presumably the, like, Tower of the Gods wouldn't just let, you know, evil calamity use their elevator right to the underwater <laughs> castle but you would think i mean and One hopefully hope. this is the only elevator in this entire you know region so how great would it be if we had like a side story where ganondorf was working with those like divers and they made like a special suit for him so like operation to go down into there operation ganon and then he just like we just see ganondorf in this like dumb looking submarine or like this dumb, sc- dumb looking scuba suit it's like this stupid technology yeah kids these days fine but he still has to move like he's underwater but we can move freely so, because we use the magic elevator so are, are we using uh are, are we turning this ganondorf game into like a, a shoot 'em up to get to us <laughs> this is the underwater ganondorf shoot 'em up game sure okay all right i'm in for that Coming soon to the Nintendo DS. Uh, yeah, so uh, it was our. We find out it was our mailman and Prince Kamali that that uh, were the ones that saved us. Kamali can fly now. Sort of his. He kind of you know repays the favor that we helped helped him out. He did his bar mitzvah. Yes, he had his. There's bar mitzvahs all over this game. Mm-hmm. That's what they were originally going to call it. Yeah, this is Zelda bar mitzvah. <laughs> Zelda. That's the next game, Jeremy. That's a werewolf the, bar mitzvah. The wind bar mitzvah. Uh, yeah, so Tetra uh, kind of comes to on the boat. Oh, we, we, we first go down, you know, it's in beneath the ocean. She doesn't wake up. She's still kind of passed out. Um, did, Ganon did a number on her, man. So we, we descend to the, the, the ocean floor. Or is it the ocean floor? We descend to the castle beneath the waves. And Tetra kind of comes to on the boat. And Link's Pirate's Charm vibrates. And which is very odd because the only two people who have ever used the pirate's charm to talk to us are right here with us. So it's kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Tetra doesn't know what's up. It definitely sounded like Carl. It did sound like, I mean, he did go, hey. Mm-hmm. But we're sitting on Carl. Yeah. So that's that's not it. And Tetra is like, dude, I'm the only one who uses that to talk to you. And I was like, well, I don't have time to get into that with you right now. But someone else is using your phone. So. Um, yeah, so we're like, well, well, the, the voice kind of tells us, Hey, I got something to show you. Come on inside. Um, it's real cool. And Tetra and, and Link get off the boat and that's where we will leave it for this week. So next week we are going to go see what that dude wants. Basically, we're, I'm, I'm going to say we're going to get back up to the ocean again, and for the next episode, it's just explore. The minimum criteria for the next time is basically get fire and ice arrows. There's a lot more to get. You can get yourself set up for the next uh, two dungeons if you want, but mainly you have to get the fire and ice arrows. I'm going to be getting everything. It doesn't take too long, and we have much of what we need now to explore the world. There are, there are side missions. There are like 
six-eyed reefs, five-eyed reefs to check out. They've got cool sea charts there. Uh, we've got games to play. We've got special charts to pick up. There's also This is also a great time to fill out more of your map. If you haven't done that already, dear listener, so get out there and be somebody. And we will share our stories next time on Chat of the Wild. Blues. Kaboom!